Welcome to Fail Up Africa, the podcast where we talk about all things failure. That's right. This is a podcast and this is a space where we share stories and experiences dealing with and learning from failure. Each episode, we sit down with a new guest, an African trailblazer who unmasks what it really means to fail and what we can do about it. And that's everything from schooling to academics to careers to starting a business and even personal relationships. This is a space where we can get vulnerable, but with a dose of humor. Join us in getting real about failure. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Fail Up Africa community. How are you guys feeling today? Welcome back to Fail Up Africa, the podcast. This is episode seven. Oh my goodness, the past couple of months have been super incredible interacting with you guys and sharing the different stories that we have on this platform with our guests and us as hosts as well. It has definitely been a very humbling and enriching experience. Hope you guys caught up with episode six of the podcast where we had Shabnan talking about her entrepreneurial journey, her relationship with failure and how that has really changed and evolved as a facet of the work that she has put in, but then also the work that the different communities that she's been a part of have been have been putting in in making sure that she develops a healthy view and a healthy relationship with failure. Today is yet another day where we get to step into this conversation and understand our African perspectives on failure. But before we hop in, I want to check in with my amazing co-host, Elma Akob. Elma, how are you doing today? I'm good, Boniface. I am well, well excited. Always looking forward to chatting to you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I've been, I've been concerned about you. You know, these, nowadays these PhD, PhD students are, are really yeah. struggling to uh, go through We're it. Struggling. We're struggling. How's your PhD coming along? Look, I just want to say, let it be on the record. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm joking. Doing a PhD is an entire roller coaster. And I don't think there's anyone you're going to meet who will say from the beginning to the end of the journey, they were over the moon. I'm at that part of the journey where I'm asking myself, what have you done? Who sent you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just the thing of, you know, thinking before putting that pen down on paper and getting that first word or that first sentence going, that in itself is a battle, but we will win. We will prevail mm. at the end of it all. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and you, what have you been oh. up to, Amina? Hey, it's been a very long week. I feel like every time I step onto this podcast, there's one health issue or another. The last time I was here, I had COVID and a fractured clavicle. I refractured my ah. clavicle this past weekend. Playing football again, but you know these are these are part of our failure stories. We actually lost the football game at the end of the day, but you know we're just super thankful for the entire experience. Anyway, Elma, let's hop right in. Talk to us about who we have today. Hundred percent. Let's do it. Look, the nice thing about Fail Up Africa, the podcast, is you can listen to it from the comfort of your home. You don't have to go and play football like Omina and risk your life. That is why we are here for you. So our guest today on this episode is Shakila Athman, a 21-year-old social science student at the African Leadership College in Mauritius. If you're in Mauritius, give her a shout out, send her some love, um, and just make her feel welcome to this podcast. I know that you're there as well, Omina, so there's going to be some vibing that's going 
going on over here. And as a social science student, now she has a lidless eye for the breakthrough of the youth labor market, rather, and is excited about creating and assessing policies that leverage education technology to ensure the right mix of education, promoting entrepreneurship, and strengthening employment. We love to see it. 21, that makes you the youngest guest so far, if I'm not mistaken. That's really exciting. This also includes her participating in never-ending dialogues about online violence and cyberbullying, a critical topic for our generation. She's passionate about integrating entrepreneurship, women empowerment, youth, and storytelling. Outside of school, Shakila enjoys using her experience working at startups to support fellow students in their entrepreneurial journey. This is something that she has done for me because we're on the same campus and have been building our relationship as friends for the past couple of years. And she has been instrumental in some of the work that I've been doing here on the island. Shakila enjoys seeking experiences that create a significant gateway for her to learn from others, be more self-aware and be a factor of change in her immediate community. Ooh, I'm so excited for this already. Her areas of interest revolves around collaborating with the communities to provide sustainable solutions as we seek to achieve the sustainable development goals by 2030. That SDG part is very, I can see certain parallels between Shakila and Elmo already. Anyway, without further ado, Shakila, welcome to the podcast. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Thank you so much, first of all, for a warm welcome and the great introduction. I really love it. And I'm really feeling great. And I'm ready to share my story here, right here about um, my figure story. So, yeah. Absolutely love it, Shakila. This is the opportunity for you to share your story indeed. Now, before we get into the questions, we want to share with you and remind our listeners of our pillars right here at Fail Up Africa, the podcast. Now, these pillars are vulnerability, reflection and learning, and as always, a little dose of humor. So we ask you to get vulnerable, to reflect and share your learnings and find the little moments to laugh with us. Awesome. All set. Shakila, how are you feeling? You ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. Let's go. Cool, cool. We're going to kick it off with just building a bit more context into who you are and the life that you've lived. One thing mm-hmm. that we've, we've observed with, you know, kicking off our, our guest conversation with this is we gain a lot more perspective, not just into yourself, but into the different environments that you were in, in, in your childhood that may or may not have played a role in establishing your perspective or your narrative of failure. And so if you can take us back to the beginning, right, who is Shakila? And for us to understand who you are today, what do we need to know about your early childhood experiences? First of all, I'm a Kenyan. Born in Kenya, raised in Kenya, I experienced the 8 4 system for my primary schooling. And that means that um, I had a lot of competition when it comes to my studies and focusing on my studies alone. But with this, my parents um, thought of me changing my system to an international system because they wanted me to explore on extracurricular activities that would make me more exposed in terms of my talents. Um, At that time, I was more interested in public speaking and also um, swimming. So this was a great opportunity for me to get into that. So I joined the um, Aga Khan Academy Mombasa. And at that time, I was doing the International Baccalaureate System. It was something that was new, very new to me. And it was a challenge at first um, for the first two years, um, joining an international system where I had no idea about any background of that sort and even having no guidance at all. 
it was a roller coaster, but I got rid of that. And at the end, I was great and passed with flying colors. And at that moment, I was ready to join UD. And then after that, I joined the African Leadership University. And here I am um, doing hard things. So yeah, that has been my journey from my childhood. I absolutely love how you say that. Here I am doing hard things. And I mean, that's one thing that we as young people can definitely relate to, um, especially just the the environment of having to leave your home and go somewhere else to study. And we're going to tap in on that a little bit later on. But we always like to start our episode by understanding our guest's relationship with failure. The first time you interacted with it, your response to failure. Let's start with when was the first time that you became aware that this thing called failure existed? I experienced failure. I experienced failure consistently, not consistently, but um, in like my educational system. But at that time, I did not understand that failure is something that we should be able to understand and Make, make ourselves aware about it. I came to understand that failure was something really important when I was in high school. And I, I wanted to understand, like, how can I be able to improve myself if I'm not taking into consideration some of these learning experiences? Like, I would not not necessarily shoot myself but i would feel bad about the smallest things that make myself a failure and call myself a failure just because of the smallest things that i would do but then at that point i would not even consider my emotions or anything and i would um fight back and be ready to just take on the next thing without considering the learning experiences from the past and this is because um, of the past experiences of the educational journey I've had. It's all about, all about competition, competition, and not looking back at the mistakes that you've done and improving for the next step. So that has been my failure experience. And that has been my first time I experienced failure. Mm, I hear you 100%. The competition that exists in the schooling system is honestly a topic of its own and the pressure that comes with it. And like you said, the fact that we are able to quantify small and big failures at such a young age is actually quite scary. And so I want to know if your mindset has shifted, if your relationship with um, failure has shifted during the different stages of your life now? If you are to look back and look at yourself where you are right now, can you say that you are no longer the person you were or can you say that you are still in that space? Definitely I'm a different person right now. I would say that because I would confidently say that because I have, um, I have been in spaces where people have shared about their failure experiences and they've been bold about it because they take these ex learning experiences and um, help them build their future experiences. So surrounding yourself with a positive environment and also what brought me, what made me more confident about my failure experiences actually is the Fail Up Africa platform through uh, social media pages. The, their social media pages have been able to make me more confident about sharing my failure experiences with the youth and also the, the target, the audience that I have on my social media pages. So that has been my, my first step 
towards um, shifting my perception of failure. So, yeah. Thank you so much for that, Shakila, and for giving Fail Up Africa, the podcast, a little bit of a shout out. Um, this question is going to be for you. And I just want to drag Omina into the conversation as well. Apart from Fail Up Africa, what other communities um, have shaped your experience of failure? The good, the bad and the ugly. So you can mention communities that have made failure seem very bad. Some that have made you know failure seem very good. And just how you felt with with those who have been around you Um yeah, I don't even want to define it. I don't want to give you examples. I want to hear it from you. So I'm going to start with Shakila and then Omina, feel free to jump in right there as well. Awesome. I think definitely um, what has shaped my um, perception of failure for the bad has been my com- my community where I grew up. Um, the 844 system also that I experienced was kind of a competition and telling students that failure is really bad, that you should always strive to be the first person. And we know that the first person can't be for everyone. And everyone will have to take another position rather than the first. So I think that shaped my perception of failure for the bad. But other other um, platforms that I've used to shape my failure are actually um, different podcasts, such as the Boardroom Banter, and even the ALU community having seen um, a diverse um, community of people from different countries and understanding how far they've come in their journeys and understanding each and every person that I meet has made me feel that failure is something that we should always take into consideration and allow ourselves to feel those emotions. So yeah, that has been my experience. I definitely resonate with that, Shakila. What you said about the A4 system, I think Elma and I spoke about this in the very first um, Philip Africa episode, right, where all of these different expectations being tied to our academics, you get to a point in life, I think, I guess I got to a point in life where I realized a lot of these goals and standards were being set by other people and they're influencing me. So I might think, oh, this is my goal. My goal is to get this grade in the exam. But when I investigated further, I realized these are just goals being informed by other people which are not necessarily a bad thing, but you, if you are able to build your capacity to define your own goals for yourself, I think it gives you a, a better cushion for failure than, than, when, than when you're having it being influenced by other people. Um, to talk more about some of these communities, what I, can, what I can say is over the course of high school, right, the communities inside the school that really played a role in shaping my perspective on failure were sports, clubs, and societies, right? And sports is, sports is an interesting one because it's one of those things where you can put in all the hard work you want to put in before a football game, for example, or, or before a basketball game, and you can still go on the court or in the football field and still fail, right? And so one thing I appreciate about that specific analogy is it helps, it helps one reconcile with themselves when you fail and then you blame yourself for, for the failure. When you blame yourself for the failure, right? Where you think, oh, I failed because I didn't put in the hard work. I failed because I'm not good enough. You could have put in all the work necessary, right? You are really good at what you do as a football player or a tennis player or whatever, but, you know, push comes to shove. And in those, in those certain moments in the game or in the competition, you come up short, right? 
I think the last the last community that I really appreciate how it shaped my relationship with failure were the, was the early mentorship I received in high school and and up until today, right? Because in that mentorship, in the conversations that, for example, we have in Fellow Africa with guests who are much older than you know Elma and myself and you know Shakila, just in that bracket where you have older people sharing their experiences with failure, you have our peers, right, uh, such as Shakila, sharing their experiences about failure. And so through these different stories, there's an aspect of guidance that can take place if you constantly or consistently walk with this mentor or walk with this peer mentor over the course of, of your journey. Alma, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts, especially on the mentorship. You you featured on one of your, your pal's YouTube videos this past week, speaking about mentorship, right? And And shooting your shot for certain opportunities. Are there... Are there some ways in which the mentorship communities you've been a part of have played a role in shaping your narratives? If not, um, you know, what are some of the other communities that have really helped you manage this? Definitely, Omina. Um, I think the power of mentorship is that therein you are able to learn from someone who has walked a very similar path to you. And I always tell people, when you look for a mentor, don't find someone who is in a completely different space or background. I mean, you can't be living, for example, in the middle of West Africa and you're trying to find a mentor in the UK who is living a completely different life. Find mentors within your space, within your society, experiencing what you are experiencing. Um, And therein lies the power of a mentor is that they can guide you when you do experience failure that they have experienced before or that they have seen, you know, similar things like that before. Another community, and it's just touching more on what Shakila says, is the diversity community. So in that, what I mean is by being exposed to a diversity of people. You remove yourself from a box. You're interacting with different nationalities. You're interacting with different genders. You're interacting with different ages. And there you are able to experience failure like never before. Um, as I said in the first episode, I'm from Cameroon. It's a West African country in West Africa. And it's very similar um, to other African countries. Academics is key. If you fail an exam, you have failed at life. And that is that. Moving to South Africa, where I did most of my studies and most of my adult life, yeah, Academics isn't the definition of failure and success. It's just one of them. So if you fail at school, okay, great, but you could be a good DJ and people would still celebrate you. And so therein I got to experience failure as not just an academic thing or, you know, just being um, almost focused on one aspect of life. I got to see that there are other things that you can do. There are other things that you can try out. Your life does not revolve around academics and books. And I mean, I say this whilst I'm doing a PhD, but, but it is the truth. Um, but yes, let's jump right back over to Shakila. I mean, I'm going to let you take on emotional intelligence. Cool. That's a, that's a very heavy topic, right? Um, I say this because we've handled this topic in class. So Shakila and I were actually in the same class um, in first year when we were handling this topic. And just, just to begin by definitions, right? The Harvard Business Review defines emotional intelligence as the ability to understand and manage your own emotions, as well as recognize and influence the emotions of those around you, right? So, so that said, when we, as we've been having this conversation here and with our past guests, you know, amongst ourselves, you know, Elma and myself, we've realized that failure can be a very deeply emotional experience, right? There's that emotional reaction to it unless unless you broke your leg or or your clavicle in my instance right and you know you define that as 
as a failure on your part. Aside from that, there's a lot of emotions that are mixed up in within us when we are experiencing that failure and also as we're trying to get over that failure. I'd love to hear from, from Shakila, right? Are you able to think of either a positive or negative response that you've had towards failure, right? Either you one way, right, it was a big failure, big or small, you managed it really well and you know you saw various outcomes from that or you did manage the failure um, too well and you're also able to notice and observe the after effects of that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, one moment I received or took failure positively was um, first of all, I took it positively, but my parents, of course, never took it positively at that point. But um, when I received my final grades for my high school and um, they were obviously not as for what I expected, but I took the time to sit down and say to myself that these are the grades, these are my grades, yes. Um, they do not define me because I'm more than my than what my grades are and that I there are different avenues I can explore to continue um, growing myself in terms of my talents and also trying to make impact within my immediate community. And with that, um, that's when I made the decision to come to AAU. So that was, um, that was a failure within that moment, but I took it really positively that the decisions that were coming after were never impacted by the, actually the failure. But I, the way I, re- I took that failure moment really impacted the decisions I made after and I never regretted it. And then a negative experience with failure was obviously, um, I don't remember what it was specifically, but I just cried and cried for days and days and memorial. But again, crying never helps and you still don't get out of that. Like, of course you allow yourself to, feel the emotions at that moment, but it never helps until you take into account the learning experiences that you've had from that failure moment and stop beating yourself up and saying that I will use this to create a greater knowledge of that experience and start again. So yeah, that has been my experience. I'm curious to find out when when you speak about your academic grades and the fact that you you took them in a different way as compared to your parents. Did did this failure or how you managed this failure, did it affect your relationship with your parents in any way? Um, not, not that much. But at that moment, yes. Like after some time, they tend to forget about it while you continue um convincing them with the decision, the great decisions that you've, be, you've been able to make and trying to tell them that, yes, I've made the right decision and this is what makes me happy. And so you should come down with everything that I've decided. Then they were just like, okay, then that's fine. It's your life. Then I was like, 
like months later, they were good with the decision that I have made. So at that very moment, it's a problem. But later on, yeah. you need to um, understand it. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Alma, do your positive and negative responses match Shakila's or or how how different did you approach it as compared to Shakila? It definitely is very similar to Shakila's. Um, emotional intelligence in general is just a topic of mine that I struggle with. <laughs> Um, and and I'll I'll speak a little bit more on it a bit later on. Um, but I'm listening and I'm just soaking in um, everything that is being said. So you and Shakila keep going. I am a listener. <laughs> Emma just weaved her way out of that question. We'll get you, listeners. Your course doesn't want to answer the question. It's all right. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Right. One thing I'm noticing here is that you know failures really make us get in touch with our emotions. Right. In fact, reflections shared to us in a recent exercise that we shared on our Instagram showed that one of the things that young people really struggle with when navigating failure is being able to differentiate is being able to differentiate between feeling guilty about something they've done wrong and being bad. In essence, you know, someone being unworthy of love or unworthy of belonging. Right? They're inclined to keep the failure and their accompanying shame to themselves. So they're not really finding outlets in which they can they can communicate their failure, communicate these emotions that they're going through. And and this action of theirs lead to increased feelings of disconnection. Well, I think I think one thing I'm really seeing here is there's an aspect of connection in our community that is affected by how we choose to navigate this failure. Right. And Shaquilla, when we uh, while we were prepping for this session, we discovered that one of the things you really enjoy talking about is self-awareness as a tenet of emotional intelligence, which is a very important aspect of of how we as young people, we as Africans navigate this failure. Um, could you speak to us a bit about self-awareness and what role it has played in, you know, informing how you navigate failure? Um. As for me, self-awareness is understanding that, yes, I'm, I'm a person who, um, as for me, for me, in my perspective, I understand that I'm a person who doesn't allow myself to be defeated when it comes to situations of competition or um, I'm a person who doesn't, doesn't take... Um, Negative, negative, um, I wouldn't say negative failures, but like failure in general. But understanding that, yes, that, that has been my motto, like when I was a child and now growing up and understanding that failure can be a really important part to your growth journey has been something that I'm, I'm currently even still struggling with especially when it comes to the smallest things that I do. And I will be like, this is something that I do every day. How am I failing at it or things like that? And just giving myself grace to learn from the mistakes that I have and being self more self-aware about how I can take these um, seasons of failure. And even when I fail, I try and journal about it. 
to understand myself better so that when I have the same situation, I'll just be like, last time I, I faced the same situation and I tackled it this way. So it would be best for me to tackle it the same way because last time I took it that way and things went out successfully. So understanding how I can be able to control my emotions and also feel, feel the, the pain or allowing myself to feel the emotions and as well as being more self-aware about the steps that I need to take to understand that failure moment. So yeah, that has been my journey with self-awareness. And I hear you. I hear you. Alma, what's the relationship between self-awareness and failure and how has this manifested for you? I mean, I said by fire, by force, Alma, I will ask you an emotional intelligence. Of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Self-awareness for me has been a journey um, and it is still a journey that I'm going on just because for the longest time, my relationship with failure was denial. So there was definitely no awareness in admitting that failure has taken place or being cognizant of failure or sitting in failure. I was one of those people that, um, what's that saying that everyone says now these days, fail, fail forward or fail fast or something along those lines where I would fail. And then to me, it didn't happen. There was obviously something wrong with the system or with everyone else, but clearly it wasn't me. Um, And that has its unhealthy parts to it because failure is something that we have to experience. It's something that we need to sit through. We need to, um, I always say, marinate in your failure, then move from it. But don't immediately try and run away from it because I promise you now it will come back chasing you um, in ways that you never imagined before. And so my self-awareness, like I said, is a journey. I'm getting better at it these days when there is a failure that happens. I say, okay, so that happened. How does that make you feel? Um, all right. So what is the step going forward? How are we going to deal with this, et cetera, et cetera, instead of just saying it never happened? Speaking about self-awareness, Omina, I, I want to ask um, Shikila and then I'll come to you. What aspect of emotional intelligence have you struggled with the most? And I'm asking from a perspective of the person going through failure and someone who has had someone close to them go through failure. So another part of failure that we haven't spoken about before is the response. So as someone who is close to someone who have, who has failed, what are your social skills like? Are you empathetic? Are you one of those people who's just like, someone starts crying in front of you and you pat their head because you don't know what to do. Um, so I want you to introspect and tell me, What aspects of emotional intelligence do you struggle with as an individual and as someone who is a support system for someone going through failure? That goes to you first, Shakila. Yeah. Okay. How we'll go first. What what I struggle with um, as an individual is just being motivated to start over again. That has been something that I struggle with a lot. Like after failing, I'm like, that's not for me. I can't do it anymore. I don't want to be there in that space or anything of that sort. But then after sitting down and thinking about it deeply, then I would still um, be less motivated, but I would give it a shot again. As for being with a friend who has um, encountered or experienced failure, I'm always failing to gather words because I fail to... um, put myself in the person's shoes 
And in that case, it makes me feel like maybe if I say a certain thing, I, I will, or it will offend the person. Um, at that, at that point, I just prefer sitting with them and allow them to feel their emotions at that point. And then thereafter, if they need any help in making the process better for them and helping them through the situation, then I can help. So that has been my experience. Over to you, Omina. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for sharing that. And um, I resonate with the part where you said when it comes to other people, navigating it can be a bit confusing. And one of the things I struggle with when it comes to emotional intelligence and all these tenants is the social skills, right? Tied to the relationship management when you're going through failure. I can give an example of a lot of the work that I do as an entrepreneur. I've always worked in a team, right? In one way or another. And so the good days we've had, we've had as a team. And the bad days we've had, we've also had as a team. And when I look at some of the events work that I was doing back home, one of the toughest things to deal, to deal with at the time is we failed because I, because of me, essentially. Not, not all main character syndrome or, you know, trying to put the blame on myself because I was, I was a project lead, but because there's something that I didn't handle there's something that I didn't handle appropriately. And so when there's other people involved in my failure, it can be really tough. Not, not that they don't create an environment for me to be able to manage it health in a healthy way. It's, you know, being me being very much in my head, right. And not, not being able to, to forgive myself. Right. And I think forgiving yourself requires an aspect of grace, grace, to yourself is much harder to, to, to give and to show than grace to other people, right? Because of you know, this, because of how we can at times have a very toxic relationship with ourselves. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone, but, you know, self-deprecating, you know, self-loathing, blame, guilt, all these feelings involved in it. And I think that has been the toughest, the toughest thing that I'm still working on until today of experiencing failure with other people and through that being able to deal with it as a collective order for us to move forward. Mm. Thanks for that, Omina. Um, and I completely hear where you're coming from. Um, and I think it even leads into our, our next couple of questions. So we're, we're coming to the end of this, this episode of the podcast. We've got rapid fire questions that are coming up and we've got a quick true and false session that's coming up as well. And this is for you, Shakila. So I'm going to ask you a question and then I just want you to say true or false. Um, no explanations, just true or false. All right. So the first question is, I find it easy to reach out to my friends for support when I fail. True or false? False. Mm, I hear you there. And the second question, I know what to do or say when my friends reach out to me when they fail. False. False for me too. All right. So, so <laughs> if anything, this is telling us that we're not perfect. We are still learning. Um, mm -hmm. We're still growing. We're still learning how to deal with the idea of failure and what to do in the space of failure. Uh, I'll say I I'm going to 
hand it over to you just now, Shakila, because I want to find out what piece of advice you can give to people who are struggling to reach out to friends and family when they fail. Um, how do you think that, how can you help them? What do you think would help them as they try to be open and talk to people about their failure? Um, I think it's it's not easy communicating these aspects to people who have experienced life before us. And they will claim to say that it has not been easy, but they've been able to make it. But um, I would say the first step is maybe sharing their experiences with people who are close to them and people who would not be judgmental um, about the situation. And just surrounding themselves with people who are more than willing to accept failure as a part of the growth journey. And maybe through these communities that we're building, even with the Fail Up Africa community, I think it is great to help the youths and even people beyond youths to share their failure stories and understand that failure is part of their growth journey. So that, that, that would be my advice to them. I love that. I love how you, you, you phrase failure as part of a growth journey. It reminds me of this quote that I saw that failure is not the opposite of success. It's just a part of it. It's part of the journey to get there. All right. So we've come to the end of the episode. Before we let you go, we're heading over to rapid fire question time. This is a moment where we get to ask you rapid fire questions. And the rules are that you answer the question with no explanation. We also, just before we get into those questions, want to thank you um, for being honest and being vulnerable with us throughout the session. Um, and, and this is the time where we get to hear your rapid fire answers. So I'm going to ask a question that Omina's going to ask a question and we are going to go back and forth. All right. My first question is, what personal accomplishment are you most proud of? Being able to publicly communicate my, my story and sharing it with a vast community that is more than willing to learn from me. So that has been my success story. It's been a growth journey since high school and being able to reach where I am right now. So yeah, that has been my success story. Nice one. Nice one. Love it. Love it, Shakila. Next question. If you had a magic wand, what world problem would you solve? The problem of youth unemployment. Power to that answer. Power, power, power to that answer. Next question. What do you want to be remembered for? I do want to be remembered for the impact I've been able to make on the community around. Beautiful. Last question. Last question. Top two fears that I currently have are, complete the sentence. <laughs> um, preparing for adulthood as it comes because I'm in my last year of uni and understanding which direction to take um, when it comes to being an entrepreneur and also supporting other entrepreneurs and finding my career journey. Perfect. Thank you so much for those answers, Shakila. I can tell you as a semi-adult, I'm supposed to be a full-fledged adult, but as a semi-adult, I haven't even got it figured out. I have got nothing figured out. I don't think anyone ever has it figured out. We're all just learning this every day as it goes. So if someone tells mm -hmm. you they've got their life in order, they are lying. We don't know what <laughs> we're doing. 
Yeah. So that brings our episode to a close. It's been another phenomenal one. It was great listening to another young person, Shakila. What a wonderful guest you are and what a phenomenal young woman really doing some incredible things at your young age, striving to seeing young women grow, striving to seeing entrepreneurs be the best that they can be. Keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on being who you are. We love to see it. For everyone else who is listening to us, if you would like to hear from anyone else on this podcast, let us know. You might not be able to contact Oprah, but you don't know who we know. (laughs) We might be able to. So tell us who you'd like to listen to and we will try our best to contact them and get them onto the episode. Also send us a voice note on Instagram and tell us how, how this community has shaped you perceive and navigate failure. We want to hear from you. This is a podcast and it's all about voices. So we want to hear your voice. If you want to learn more about Fail Up Africa, check out our website, failupafrica.com and follow us on Instagram at failupafrica. All right. So it's been real until next time from your co-host, which is the local noisemaker, Boniface Amina and myself, a voice you reckon with on the A-Cup. Have a great one. <laughs>